When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Betches Media presents Donald Trump with a, a stain on our country. I am someone's daughter. So help me God. Congratulations, Mr. President. The Betches Sup Podcast. Mr. Vice President, I'm speaking. Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And I'm Elise Morales. And this is the Betches Sup Podcast, where C-SPAM meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. Seeing you guys on a Monday is throwing me off because if I see you two together, it's usually Thursday. So I'm like getting yeah. like my body is like, is the weekend coming? <laughs> and it's a beautiful day here in New it's a gorgeous York. Day. I want it to yeah. be the weekend, but it is, in fact, Monday. It is in fact Monday. Off, we're coming off a three day weekend here at Betches. So I'm just like not wanting not that wanting is to start true. a week. <laughs> I did not realize this happens every time because I'm such a like stubborn little Jew that I just like halfway through the day, I was like looking at Slack. I put something in our channel where we like brag about things. And I was like, weird. This is on Friday, Good Friday. And nobody was like into it. And I was like, oh, that sucks. Like I was really proud of that. And then I saw everybody was off. And then I pinged Sammy and she was like, yes, today's a Christian holiday. We are off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, today's actually the day that Jesus... Right. right. Well, he left, but then he, he came, came back. Move. Yeah, he Famously, came back. Famously, he came back, and that's kind mm. of the whole point. <laughs> Famously, he came back. It was a beautiful weekend, and over the weekend, I think, or maybe before the weekend, the CDC said that vaccinated people can travel. I mean, we had a conversation at least last week on Thursday about sort of like what it feels like for this pandemic to be sort of rounding out, and this feels like a huge step. Yeah, I mean my vaccinated mom is going to travel to see me so we can do some wedding related stuff. And which like, that's feels, okay. Like yeah, you don't really feel mm-hmm. so good. And it's something that I can say and be like, okay, yeah, we can like do all this stuff. And she's going to, I mean, I'll be half vaccinated while she's yeah. here, but like, I'm like, you still have to, we'll wear our masks and all that stuff. But like, I don't have to be scared that she traveled right. and be like, oh, my God, is my mom going to be OK? I don't want her to come here. <laughs> did I, I kill want- my mom? <laughs> yeah, did I- yeah, exactly. I'm like, am I killing my mom by going to this restaurant? No. And I feel like now you're in an exciting phase where it's like your wedding. You're good. Seems like. Hopefully. I mean, we're, you know, we're not come- <laughs> we're still live streaming the ceremony for those right, who right. cannot join us, et cetera, et cetera. But um, oh, great. Maybe listeners can buy tickets. <laughs> yeah, yeah we'll, buy we'll tickets. sell the t- <laughs> Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely for sale. Definitely for sale. I was thinking today where I, if you guys could travel tomorrow, if money weren't an option, but COVID restrictions were an option. So like you still had to wear a mask and stuff, but you could mm-hmm. go wherever you want. Money was an option. Where would you go, Brian? Where would you go? 
Um, I mean, selfishly because of wedding planning, I would really want to go to Spain, <laughs> but they are nowhere near as on pace to be vaccinated as the United States are. So it's going to be a bit. Antonio is yeah. actually going because he's a citizen and he's allowed to and he's fully vaccinated. But um, he's going to go for like work and to like see his family because he hasn't obviously been there since the p- pandemic began. Yeah. But I would be on a flight out of this mother effing country sounds so the good. second i could <laughs> what about you elise internationally you think australia baby oh, yes. i've got a friend who's out there he's been living it up this entire mm-hmm. time i check his instagram story he's at the pool the mm-hmm. man is at the pool <laughs> i know <laughs> it uh, looks beautiful there it is he uh it's crazy. it's crazy. Our intern Izzy is from Australia and she's probably definitely nodding with her video off. Yeah. <laughs> there's this, there's the, they're keeping these like videos coming out. Like I follow this, like, you know, Lady Gaga fan account because that's who I am. And there's all these videos coming out of like the gays in Australia at like clubs, like listening to the new Chromatic album. And it's just, oh, it just fuck. gives me so much. FOMO. It's so funny. I was talking to my dad. He was like, I can't wait to come to New York City. And I was like, I need can we meet up somewhere else? Yeah, Yeah, I want to leave though. Let's go somewhere. I'm done with all these people. (laughs) I think I would go. I'm like, like my um my best friend was supposed to get married in France this summer. And so I was just just been thinking about it. I don't travel internationally and I'm like, I wasn't a big traveler before this, but now I'm gonna, I think that's gonna change. So I was so looking forward to like going to Paris. We were thinking about it constantly but yeah also france is real bad right now i mm-hmm. think it's the yeah, worst they're going into another lockdown they have like nearly um, as many cases over a week as we have and we have 260 million more people yeah they also banned like all muslim women Ugh. and girls under 16 from wearing hijabs at school and like their moms can't wear hijabs as it to take them on field trips so they're they're going through a lot over there yeah. and maybe if they were paying more attention to the masks people were wearing than to the cloth yeah, yeah, exactly. girls are wearing mask. on their heads don't worry about what people are wearing on their fucking head uh so for today's topic we're gonna talk about our old foe we haven't said mr trump's name on a long time for a long time on this podcast and i think God he still it. comes up on the intro but we're gonna change we're, we're in q2 now and i think we're ready to get rid of him but before we do A huge report came out in the New York Times over the weekend that details a really elaborate scam on behalf of the Trump campaign. My first question to you guys, do you guys, do either of you watch Real Housewives of Salt Lake City? Oh, yes. Did you you get Jen Shaw vibes from this scam? (laughs) Very, very much. It's the same scam. It is actually the same scam. And it's really, uh, it's also, I don't know if you guys have seen that movie, I Care A Lot. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. But it's yeah. all, it's all tied up with yeah. that. The poor elderly, the elderly I, scam and the elderly. Yeah. It's not okay. Yeah. So let's go through what this, this scam was. It's actually quite simple to understand. Not a very complex scam. These people aren't the brightest. So in the waning months of the 2020 campaign, we remember Biden was pulling head like crazy. He was even out raising and outspending the former president, especially because Biden was raising through just the democratic committee. And there was so much enthusiasm for just every candidate. We remember good times, lots of money coming in for the Democrats. 
the Trump campaign was not doing as well. So it decided to target vulnerable supporters who weren't particularly financially or digitally literate to make what those supporters thought were one-time contributions. In reality, the Trump campaign, desperate for money, was setting up recurring payments via WinRed as the default and made it really difficult to detect or opt out of. We've all been there. I mean, there is so much proactive at my childhood home from just (laughs) checking the wrong box. But that's, you know, a $20 monthly payment, which is enough. But we remember like the, the Trump campaign was so desperate. They were using crazy messaging like you have to give us whatever money you have for us to win this thing or the country is going to fall apart. So people did. I mean, people that are older that are not living off a ton of money, a lot of them giving off living off government support that they just in turn was like, okay, Donald needs it, gave it all to them, gave off like huge, like $500 at a time payments, which they unknowingly were committing to doing over and over again, not even just weekly, basically just whenever the campaign wanted to take it. So they stole thousands of dollars from individuals. Overall, for the people who we only know the people who were able to recover refunds, that's the only way you can sort of gauge how much money people were temporarily scammed out of because of course there are probably people that just didn't like bother but for the last several months of the campaign it's about 64 million dollars from 530,000 online donors which is a full 10 percent of their total money raised in that two-month period over their whole campaign they refunded about 120 million dollars so this is basically just like an interest-free 120 million dollar loans like we said this isn't unusual to have like a a sketchy box, but the Biden campaign's box to check was not as sketchy. It was not automatically checked and they did have to give some refunds, but it was 5 million again, compared to 120 million. So the money that the Trump campaign raised during the election, they were claiming they needed this to combat all of the fraud and they were fomenting that for months. So basically these refunds were an interest-free loan. You were telling people their democracy was at stake, motivating some of them to then storm the Capitol. Um, And they had an immediate financial interest to do that. And my favorite part of the story was that now that some of Trump's like most ardent supporters are like canceling credit cards, changing their phone numbers to get rid of them. So this is a pretty heartless, big scam. Unclear if any illegal activity was going on in here, but unsurprising. (sighs) No, I mean, certainly not surprising at all. (laughs) No. Yeah. I mean, his emails, all of his communications were extremely sketchy. Like they looked like phishing scams just they did. visually. They did. Yeah. This is this is kind of a visual element, but I think we can explain. It. So these extra hidden boxes, like they had different tiers. First, you would click make this a monthly donation, but then they would say like, hey, it's his birthday. You want to make another one for his birthday? And then it had that one checked. But then over months and months, they went off the rails. Like, I can't even read them. Just paragraph long yellow boxes saying this is the last day. We need everything you have. You need to give us all of your money. Also, on this date, it's the third anniversary of the fifth day that this happened. And like, yeah. it's just insane, insane directives. And then it's like really crazy directions and like bold font. And then mm-hmm. in not bold font, it's like, this will be a weekly recurring donation. <laughs> <laughs> right. Completely. Right. Like, that's how you would read it. Like, it's like when you're like doing those, um, those like a uh, health ad, health yeah, insurance exactly. commercials. It's like the things at the end where they're like, this is going to kill you. And we know their supporters are, they yeah. intentionally went after the people that knew what they were not doing. Do you think these people are going to blame Donald Trump for what happened to them? No, he could shoot yeah. someone in the middle of whatever avenue. <laughs> yeah, like maybe. 
Maybe because I do think that like he, the times that he faces consequences, it is when he hurts people like individually in that way. Like when Donald Trump is actually taking $500 a week out of your uh, checking account, that's pretty powerful, but also like, it's tough. It's tough. I mean, I was talking to you guys earlier. I watched Q into the storm. A lot of these people don't know what's going on. They're brainwashed. Yeah. They're confused. They're probably well, like my the banks are doing this on purpose to make Donald Trump look bad. I mean, like, the people that die from COVID are tr- convincing themselves they're dying from lung cancer. So I guess if they're capable mm-hmm. of doing that, it's really well, that's not what I even- mean. Like. I think of like the tax scam that broke last year. Like if I was, if I like someone that I idolized who apparently is a billionaire, um, <laughs> like committed fraud to avoid paying taxes at all. While meanwhile, I have to pay fucking taxes. I that's, that would have been my thing. That would have, that would have been my thing. Like, then. yeah, but I mean, I mean, there was obviously many things. Yeah, <laughs> there's just so many things. But the thing is, is I think so many of these people still think, that the election was just stolen um and they don't real like there's really not much they can like there's not much you can say to them you know yeah. at this point be like well i don't regret giving that money because the election was stolen you know what i mean um yeah, yeah like our democracy isn't it like is not safe or whatever you know so yeah. it makes me wonder. It makes like a lot more sense that Trump was like two thousand dollar checks. Let's give him two thousand dollar checks because he's like, if they have two thousand dollars, they could give me two thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> like he was basically like funneling money into the state to hopefully get back to him somehow for sure. I mean, probably. And I, I mean, he also loved putting his little signature on his that that was the joy of his life. Loved well, he only it. Six hundred out, and then I know. And Biden, dumbass. That dumbass. is true. We need to be repeating that constantly. That's Biden that's got the basic- other four fourteen hundred. Right, right. Well, wait. I wonder. Wasn't yeah. it like he had the no, first yeah. one? Because he had the first one too. Wasn't it six hundred then twelve hundred then fourteen hundred? Twelve hundred then six hundred. Oh, right, right, right. And it was enough to get us all through, and everyone was fine. <laughs> yeah, we made it completely. It covered, it covered rent and bills for an entire year. <laughs> <laughs> gonna cover our trips to australia spain mm-hmm. and france exactly. yeah. and it was all good and everyone was fine <laughs> this story also came out with another story that came out last weekend which was a government watchdog basically analyzed ivanka trump's like signature achievement while in the office <laughs> and it was also a complete scam her her basically the point of her her proposal was like to bring more capitalism to struggling women around the world fine capitalism's your hustle, go for it. She failed to even do that. All they wanted to do was uh, basically get rid of some regulatory barriers for women across the globe who couldn't access capital or couldn't buy property, in addition to just providing like direct financial support. And basically this, this watchdog group said, yeah, she didn't do that. She mostly used the money to just travel this was a complete and utter mm-hmm. and utter right. failure. Just so every, I mean, we already know that they were four years of complete ineptitude, but I just really like being able to take even that away from her. That's all she really had for her going for her was like, well, I don't know. You can feel how you feel, but I believe capitalism is good for women. And she failed to even prove that. <laughs> I um, I have to say that longtime listeners of podcast will know that I do have a Republican Tia who appeared on Anderson Cooper in defense of Brett Kavanaugh and then was Disowned by Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida. Anyway, um, <laughs> should we wait? Can you retell the story about Ron DeSantis? Because we have time. 
Yeah. Um, so basically, this is obviously in the Brett Kavanaugh days. My, a, rel- a relation of mine uh, <laughs> <laughs> appeared on Anderson Cooper along with other quote unquote regular Republican women to talk about how they felt about Brett Kavanaugh. They said a bunch of really messed up stuff about like boys will be boys type stuff. I woke up one morning to find my newsfeed flooded with images of my relation and people being like, this woman is bad. (laughs) So she wasn't just on the panel. She was like the standout person on the Um, panel. You know what? I don't want to say that because every single woman who was on the panel really put in a lot of work. Don't take it away from those other women. There were a lot of people said some bad stuff on the panel. So I don't want to, I don't want I would never want to take that. Don't want to play favorites. Exactly. I don't want to put the women against each other because they all did, they all did the work. But anyway, then someone looked into it and found out that all of these women were like major, like Republican Florida ladies. They weren't like regular average Joe's one of which was my relation then uh it she was at that point working for Ron DeSantis's campaign it got back to him and he had to publicly say that he did not know her <laughs> so what she said was too bad for even Ron DeSantis yeah, to be associated she, with she came off really bad and so then he had to say that he didn't know her was this in like he the did know heat her. of like the like this was September the 20 oh yeah, yeah, yeah. got this it this was like well it was during Kavanaugh stuff yeah. so the, the campaign the campaign was rolling along anyway what I was gonna say is that she attended a bunch of these Ivanka Trump meetings <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> the women empowerment meetings, and she would like post pictures on Facebook of her with Ivanka Trump and be like, empowered. And I'm oh, like, yeah. great. Amazing. Amazing. Anywho. I'm like excited moving forward to really only hear the Trump names in, in, in conjunction with like trials and like lawsuits and then like these kinds of like scams where they've been scamming their own supporters. Um, Like the whole Dominion stuff. I'm just mm-hmm. so excited yes. to see where that all goes with them seeing Fox News and. The Matt Gates stuff has real like Don Jr. energy. It's like, I really wish it just slots right into it would just be the perfect story if he was. I, I think we're finding that Don Jr. has Matt Gates energy that Matt Gates is true. worse than we ever <laughs> could imagine. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift, because now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion. And it's easy. You just tap or click Gift Mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy gift mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of gifts do you have for dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going. But there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. 
By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S dot com. So next, we're going to talk about some of the fallout from Georgia's voter suppression law. I think we haven't recorded since Major League Baseball decided to pull its all-star game and amateur draft from the state following its draconian voter suppression law. Other people are largely boycotting companies based in Atlanta that have so far failed to um, come out in their view strongly enough. Places like Delta, I think Home Depot. But this is a big one because the game was expected to draw about $100 million to the state with local businesses in particular facing the hardest hit from it no longer doing that. These are obviously, I mean, there's been very little tourism places. There's been uh, not a lot of reason to frequent those areas. So people were really depending on this. And of course, Brian Kemp is saying that this is uh, our fault, like us, <laughs> the mm. liberal media, Stacey Abrams. He's the one that signed the bill, but it is our Private fault. Private citizen. Yeah, That's what, exactly. when, he said, when he said that, he, we called out Stacey Abrams like, she's not, like, she doesn't work in politics, man. Is like, that, how you're watching that like, what? I know, <laughs> I was like, she, and, <laughs> that's like, it was like very Hillary Clinton energy. Like, I feel yeah, like what truly. he means is like, it's your guys' fault for voting and expressing yourselves in the first place. And if you hadn't done that, we wouldn't have had to pass this bill to stop you. And it's right. funny when, like, you know, private corporations, when these Republicans view private corporations as people, and when they make a decision to, to, to not have something because of your decision, like, your, like yeah. it's their decision. They're a person. Like, and now, yeah. that you, now you're crying cancel culture. It's like you can't have it both ways. So as we said, a number of companies are being a boycott because they haven't come out against the bill or haven't come out more strongly. Delta Airlines originally came out kind of in favor of the bill, saying that they had helped work with the legislature to make some parts uh, a little less restrictive. But anyone who tries to take that stance is gaslighting you. Many uh, nonpartisan organizations have shown that this bill makes it harder to vote. So after Delta Airlines took an even harder stance against the law's racist elements, the Georgia legislature voted to repeal a tax break on jet fuel how which is, is that, just so how petty is that cool that is so petty like that is like like that's not what you're supposed to be doing you know like as politicians like oh god it's just so obvious like you're supposed to do this shit in private like well it kind of is but to help the planet <laughs> yeah yeah, well, it's also just like it, it just goes to show how far these people's values go. Like, it's like I thought that tax breaks were good for Georgia and good for your economy and were like not to be repealed ever. So it's just it's like, oh, as soon as someone pisses you off, then their taxes get repealed. It's it just I don't know. It just shows how like shallow the depth of feeling about these issues really what is. I don't what I understand about that is maybe I don't have a full grasp on how like tax breaks work or whatever but if it's gonna make jet fuel more expensive in georgia or like flying to georgia wouldn't that mean 
you're less likely to go to Georgia because it's going to be more expensive to get there. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, right. All of the things are just like retribution, but none of them actually do. This leads me into my next question, which sort of ties into the previous topic. Like, will these people who were defrauded, will they blame Trump? Do you think Georgia's business community is going to blame Kemp for the boycotts? Or do you think he'll they'll blame the people promoting them? It sounds like that's what he's doing now is trying to gaslight people into thinking that this isn't his fault. He signed the bill. It's his action. Uh, but do you think people will see it that way? Or do you think that they will politically punish um, air quotes Stacey Abrams, which I guess is just a stand in for Democrats in the entire state? I just think in general, we need to move away from the notion that corporations are going to help us to Mm -hmm. solve these voting rights issues. And like, yeah, it's good that these corporations are releasing statements or moving away or that there's repercussions financially. But the only way that we're going to get this issue solved is to pass H.R. 1 Mm -hmm. is kind of how I feel. So it's just like. We can play all these games and have these corporations yell at Georgia and Georgia can yell back at them and all of this stuff. But at the end of the day, like what matters is just passing legislation to make it so that this bill can't go into effect because they're not going to undo the bill because of this. They're just going to keep going back and forth. It's like I think it's just, you know, because corporations, like you're saying, they're to blame for many things like like the majority of like climate change and like the 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 release of carbon into the you know like exactly it needs to be like federally mandated so that like these people can be regulated and corporations are not going to be this the answer to this but also i think it's just you know i was talking to this about this about someone because i was visiting in my home my hometown last weekend and this past weekend and i was talking to some you know right-leaning conservatives and it's just like like I, th- you just need to take a step back and think and look at what every single politician is doing. Is does this benefit me? Is this benefiting the people that they are there to serve? And if you can just take that step back and think, this Georgia business bill, is it worth it? No, because it's it, you're restricting voting rights. But also, sorry, I dropped my phone. You're also, <laughs> it's like you're um, it's it is it benefiting you in that now your community is losing money because of this. It's and you may be losing money because of this. So it's not, and so it's not even worth it because of that reason alone. Like <laughs> I would, I would think if, but who it's knows? Better because Brian Kemp in his statement Saturday, one of his things was like, "Look, I've been a CEO." I know how it's like, man, the way you're not you're going to like get to the people is not by coming up here and saying, well, if I were a CEO, I would have done this. And Atlanta mayor, uh, Keisha Lance Bottom, she also said she's like, I it sucks that they're not coming to Atlanta, but like, I get it. I get it. Um, It's Mm -hmm. not it's not their fault. It's the right move. It's the right principle. It is Brian Kemp's fault. Yeah, I mean, it is like. It does just suck because there are people who don't deserve to be affected who are going to get affected. And that's why it's just like it's such a huge dereliction of duty for the Georgia government to do this and for Brian Kemp to sign it into law and to basically just put like they are using their own people and the people of Georgia as like sacrificial lambs for this like Republican Mm -hmm. Party push to change the way we vote in this country. And now their people are suffering for it because they're losing their voting rights and their people are suffering for it because there's going to be economic fallout. And it just like it just goes to show that the people in charge do not actually care about 
what's happening to people in Georgia. No. And I think it's also because like, what does the Republican Party really have right now? Like what unifies them Mm. other than without Trump? Like there's nothing Mm -hmm. else. So there's like this fake voter restriction issue. I mean, also like this Georgia is the bill we're talking about now, but there are dozens of these. And if you look at them, they're all the same because someone else wrote them. A lobbyist wrote them like the first version. Like a lot of the Georgia politicians are saying, like, well, just read the bill and then you'll see it's 100 pages. When they started, it was like eight pages and then the lobbyists got involved. And now it's 100 pages copied and pasted from whatever they want. It's not even what Republicans want. It's just like the unifying. It's what unifies the people that have the few people that have the power, I think. I mean, what a year for Georgia or what a few couple few years for Georgia. They're the bitch that no one can stop talking about. I know. You know I think that's forget it's all the same state. Like, you know, this bitch when you cause all this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Just a delightful story out out of Alabama I wanted to conclude with. So the Alabama legislature, in addition to they are also working on a terrible trans bill, but I guess in their free time, uh, they declined to remove a ban of yoga on yoga in elementary schools this week. Why? They were scared that uh, allowing children to stretch their bodies, at least from the newsletter, will promote Hinduism. (laughs) The bill, which was introduced by a Democratic representative named Jeremy Gray, it says it will attempt to he'll bring it up again. But the bill would um, remove the in-school yoga ban, but it would mandate to sort of soften yoga a little bit, make it a little bit more palatable. Uh, All of the poses would have English names. I guess Shavasana will just be nap time and uh, (laughs) lay down, ending lay down. Right. In and out for the lie down stretch. And uh, there's you can't say namaste and everything is basically as whitewashed as possible. And then maybe you will be permitted to have 
yoga in class. This is just a wild, like a weird misdirection of the culture war. It's like it's like, um, you know, Hinduism is too extreme and violent. We need something peaceful like Christianity, you know, like <laughs> the most, yeah. you know, pacifist religion there is. <laughs> right. Sorry, as long as it's one. like a cultural appropriation, they like it. But yeah. it's so sad because all of the like videos with the news clips going around were just of kids just enjoying the hell out of doing a little bit of kid yoga. <laughs> like, just let the kids stretch. They're stressed. When they get back, they're going to need some stretches. We, it's, yeah. it's so crazy to be threatened by yoga. Like, that's <laughs> so wild to me. And also, like, real talk, if doing yoga just immediately made people like, converts to hinduism we would have a lot more like hindu white women (laughs) like wandering around (laughs) in new york and la and all over the place like the problem is that most people that do yoga do not retain the spiritual (laughs) parts of it like if we all did that i think we'd all get along a lot better Yeah, like it's actually bad to divorce it from its spiritual context. But uh, okay, I'm sure Alabama doesn't understand. I just feel I just feel bad for all the 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 gay kids and the girls who don't want to play basketball and gym and just do the yoga class because that's what I used to do. It was like really you could you could play touch football basketball or you can do the yoga class and it'd be like me in a class full like full of women doing yoga. It was amazing. Yeah, I wonder if if it's even (laughs) called to be allowed to be called yoga or if it's just kids stretch yeah. time stretch and nap yeah it's stretching nap like oh uh, yeah i guess are you not going to call it upward dog like that's a delightful name kids love the idea of do i guess that's not the well, traditional think, pose yeah, name upward dog they would call it that, that is the anglified name yeah that's the the english name but it's just so like I don't know. It's just so pathetic to be threatened by like words in another language or like mm-hmm. the hint of another religion's practices at all. Like, especially it's just like the the conservative evangelical part of the country is going to say, keep religion out of our public space. Yeah. OK, so yeah, I'm like okay. reading, it's like no chanting, no mantras. It's like, OK, so let's not do the Pledge of Allegiance at the beginning right. of the day. So I don't have to say um, under God anymore. Yeah, let's let's uh let's let's take that out. You know, churches like whatever. You know what I mean? It's yeah, crazy. yeah. I mean, if yeah. I see a petition for this, I'll send it around. Add it to the link tree. Another problem. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that is our show today. Until the end of democracy, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Brian C. Smith. I'm Elise Morales, and this is the Betcha Sub Podcast. The Betcha Sub Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Jorge Morales Pico, and Sean Kilby. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore SUP on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails to SUPPod at Betches.com. Betches.